Chapter 26. It was 90 degrees outside, 10,000 with humidity. Florida in August, man. Kill a Connecticut boy faster than you can say sunstroke. At first, Gabby wanted to start the interview right there at Yasmani's locker, but then she said she wanted time to process everything she'd seen and to wash the raw chicken juice off of her hands. I said, okay, we could talk once we got to the Coral Castle. But she couldn't wait that long. About 10 seconds after we'd left the school grounds, she asked, so you really are a brujo? She used that TV reporter voice that makes everything sound like the scoop of the century. Also, she looked completely, annoyingly unbothered by the heat. No pit stains, no forehead sweat, no flushed cheeks, no nothing. The metal sorcerer's uh, barrettes in her hair took turns blinding me. Also, she struck her phone. She stuck her phone too close to my mouth to record my answer. I eased her hand away from my face and loud enough to be heard over the rumbling traffic replied, no. No? But she didn't say that into the phone. She So she brought the speaker to her mouth and repeated with even more panache. No? No, I smiled. Sometimes smiles are masks. She harumphed off the record and then, struggling to be professional, followed up and into her phone. So let me get this straight, Sal. Despite the fact that you confessed to ripping a hole in the universe, despite the fact that you put your arms through solid metal and concrete to pull a chicken out of who knows where, and despite the fact that a weird lady popped out of the locker to get her chicken back, you maintain that you do not possess supernatural powers. Is that correct? That's not what I said, but instead of correcting her, I deflected. I didn't take you for the superstitious type, Gabby. There's no such thing as brujeria. Gabby went suddenly quiet, switching her recording app off and watching her feet walk for a while. I'm not superstitious, she said, finally, more to herself than to me. I am skeptical. I require evidence to support my opinions, but I have to admit, after what I've seen today, I believe in brujeria. I mean, and then suddenly, remembering her job, she started recording again, glaring at me. How else do you explain what happened today, Sal? It has to be brujeria. You have to be a brujo. Do you deny it? Man, how do people walk around in Miami? I felt like I was being digested inside a dragon's stomach. I'm not a brujo, okay? I snapped. I don't like that word. I swear, if you call me that again, we're done. Hey, take it easy. The whole reason I'm doing this is to give you a chance to share your side of the story. If you hadn't printed your story in the rotten egg, I wouldn't need to give an interview in the first place. Now it was Gabby's turn to get overheated. So you think you can tear open the universe and pull chickens out of thin air and everyone's going to be like oh that's fine it's impossible and unexplainable and as scary as spiders but we'll just pretend nothing happened and go on with our lives no 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 right here right now you tell me how you made a real live person come out of that locker cell she shoved her phone so close to my mouth i could have kissed the screen just by stretching my lips so i did Ew, she said, and wiped her screen on the leg of her jeans. Look, bub, you can try to distract me all you want. She took hand sanitizer out of her pack, squeezed a fat drop onto her screen, and scrubbed it with her finger. But I am going to keep asking you until you answer me. She wiped her phone against her leg again to remove the excess alcohol. So you might as well come clean. She examined her screen, seemed satisfied that she'd killed whatever cooties I had put on it, and then raised it close to my mouth to record my response. But this time, not quite close enough for me to make out with it again spill it. I wasn't spilling anything. I wasn't going to take orders from Gabby Rial. I inhaled deeply, ready to lay into her good and proper, but she grabbed the back of my shirt. We had arrived at a crosswalk where the red hand of doom on the light was telling us to wait, and she had kept me from walking into traffic and getting run over. That was nice of her, saving my life and all. I really had to do a better job crossing streets. 
So when I pressed the call button on the traffic light, I gave her a more truthful answer than I thought I would. My voice was mostly wind when I said to Gabby, maybe I don't know either. She thought for a moment, then decided I was full of it. What do you mean you don't know? You have to know. You did it. You made the hole. Sometimes you can do things without knowing how you do them. Don't change the subject, Sal. A mechanic can't just fix an engine without knowing how the engine works. I can't go home tonight and be like, oops, I accidentally finished all my geometry homework. I have to study first and learn how to solve the problems. Even babies have to learn to walk. You have to know what you're doing to do anything. Hmm, she was a good debater. I stuck my hands in my cargo pants and thought about what she'd said. The crosswalk signal changed from red hand of doom to glowing white dude. Gabby made a big show of looking both ways like she was teaching me. It was a little annoying. We crossed the street in silence. All around us, Little Havana sponsored a free, a music-free dance party. Car engines drum-rolled and car horns trumpeted, and the people outside the corner store we were approaching slapped dominoes on their folding table hard enough to make their tiny paper cups of espresso jump. A mammy coming toward us mother-ducked her three small children, stumbling and amazed by the world, babbling musical nonsense across the street. A viejo loitering against a cross-signal pole, wearing a white goibera with only one button fastened and sucking noisily from his cigar, was thinking the deepest thoughts in the world. Life is so complicated because it's just so massive. Truth seemed so small to me then, like tickets you hand out to people before a carnival ride. Life was so much bigger than truth. It was real. Well, said Gabby. Still thinking, I answered. Let's cross the street. Then we take the next right on 15th. This street was mostly residential, if a, if a little sketchy. But even in rougher neighborhoods, Miami had a crazy amount of trees compared to Connecticut. And they're huge and prehistoric looking. It's like there's this thin layer of asphalt covering the city, but beneath it, there's a raging jungle raring to burst through. Plants and trees ready to gush out of the ground and explosions of leaf and bark and flower. I don't know how a tree makes fruit, I replied slowly, reading the idea in my head as it occurred to me, but I can still eat fruit. You have to know that it's okay to eat the fruit, or it might be poison, she countered, as fast as a sword fighter. You still have to know stuff. No, you don't, Gabby, I said triumphantly. Some hungry cave dude took a risk one day and ate the fruit or cave dudette, whatever. They didn't know what was going to happen, they just tried it. And sometimes it turned out to be a delicious apple, and sometimes it turned out to be poisonous berries. But they couldn't know in advance. They just had to chew and swallow and see what happened. She thought about that for eight steps, as the heat rising off the sidewalk made the whole world waver before our eyes. Finally, she nodded, deciding something. So what you did with the locker? It's like eating mystery fruit? I shrugged. Maybe? I'm still figuring things out. Oh, we take a left here. As we turned the corner down my street, Gabby said, let's just be really clear for the readers at home. So there are things you can control and things you can't. Which is which? List them. Man, easy for her to ask. One good thing about Florida's infinite flora is that you can find shade pretty much whenever you need it. A tree in a neighbor's yard had a canopy that stretched over the sidewalk. So I took a seat underneath it. Gabby sat next to me, tipping the phone's mic near me. Help me figure it out, I said. You could see past the back of the locker. I've never met anyone else who could. How did you do it? What are you, a bruja or something? There, that'll teach her. Or not. 
You bet I am. I'm the brujaest bruja that ever turned a prince into a toad. When she was done laughing, she added, but I get your point. I don't know how I could see it. I just could. Exactly. A thought was coming to her. She ruffled her hair with her free hand and her barrette sparkled. Okay, Sal, so don't explain. Show me. What, right here? She got up and spun around, her arms wide. Right here, right now, Sal. Do your thing. Make a hole in the universe, but talk me through it. What you're thinking, what you're feeling, everything. We'll figure it out together. I looked around. There were a few people outside tending their yards, chatting with friends on phones, filling the air with happy Spanglish. That made me nervous about doing my thing out in public, but no one would understand what was happening. I was pretty sure no one else would even be able to see what Gabby and I would see. In a way, this thing was the opposite of magic. There was no spectacle to it, no pizzazz, no booms or puffs of smoke or anything to say, ta-da, about nothing to see here, folks. Move along. I stood, took a breath, let it out. I use meditation techniques that I learned from my psychologist, I told Gabby. I closed my eyes and kept talking. Right now, I'm picturing a screened-in porch. I'm imagining myself poking a hole in the screen with my finger. I've done that before, said Gabby. Every kid in Florida has. I bet I got in big trouble for it, too. I literally held up a finger, pushed it through the imaginary screen, and pulled it out again. I opened my eyes. Okay, Gabby, look and relax at the same time. Can you see the hole I made? Gabby stared at the spot where I had just poked my finger in the air. Her eyebrows got all bent up. Remember to relax, I said. She exhaled. Her eyebrows straightened themselves. I see it. I see it. It looks a little blurry. It looks like a little blurry spot. I stepped back and bowed. Have a peek through, milady. She stood on her toes and raised an eye to the blurry spot, and she jammed her whole face into it. I yelped, but she couldn't hear me because her ears were somewhere else. For a few seconds, it looked like she had no head. Her neck just ended. When she popped her head back out, again, she was smiling. That is so cool. That house over there, Gabby said, pointing to the tan stucco two-story across the street, is orange when you look at it through the hall. I nodded. It's like us, but a different version of us, and there are, like, a trillion different versions. Sal, she started skipping, hopping, racing around me, a dog on a walk in love with life. Do you know what this means? You just made a peephole into a whole different universe. This is just, I don't even know what this is, but that's the greatest thing. Half my mouth smiled and half didn't. I started walking home again and Gabby, maybe sensing she'd said something wrong, got in step with me and let us walk quietly for a minute. Each individual beam of sunlight felt like a hot a separate hot spear sinking into my face. I keep bringing back my dead mammy, I said finally. Whoa, what? She asked. I don't mean to. Well, I used to do it on purpose, but a few days ago it just happened. I didn't even do it. Well, it had to be me who did it, but I didn't mean to. You brought back your dead mom? Like from another universe? Yeah, for a little bit. It was kind of nice, actually, but she's gone again. Oh, Gabby started walking again. I'm sorry? Me too, I have to admit. It felt good to talk about it with someone. The sunlight didn't hurt as much anymore. You know, for someone who was accusing me of brujeria a few minutes ago, you're taking all this surprisingly well. She shrugged. One of my dads is a scientist. Did he help you with your lie detector? She nodded. That dad's a she. She's always talking about stuff like this. But even so, Sal, you have to admit, what you do, it really is like brujeria. No one is supposed to be able to see other universes or pull chickens out of them. Or dead mammies, I agreed. Yeah. 
Any other time, I would have shut up at this point, but Gabby could see holes. She really understood me better than anyone else. I couldn't stop talking. I don't know what I'm doing. It's a little scary, maybe. I took a breath. Maybe I need a little help. Gabby locked onto me with her full attention, and I am here to tell you, looking at her when she's locked onto you like that is like staring at the sun. I'll help you, Salvador. I will help you control, get control of this. I swear it. We'll do it together. I believed her. You know how good it feels when a leg that's fallen asleep starts to wake up? That was my whole body. I stopped walking. This is my house. I gestured toward the coral castle. Whoa, she said. It's hideous. I love it. I couldn't have said it better myself. Gabby, now sounding a little suspicious, asked me, but why is there a moving truck in your driveway? I thought you moved in over the summer. We did, I said. I had no idea what that truck was doing there. It was an unmarked gray 18-wheeler that had no business that I knew of at the Coral Castle. Something's not right. I stepped slowly up the walkway toward the front door. Gabby followed. The window shades were pulled. I couldn't see anything inside. I took out my keys and started to unlock the door. On the other side of the door, a bunch of voices started talking at the same time. What the? Oh, God, it's late. We're behind schedule. We gotta hide the... Stall them! Stall them! I don't know about you, but that sounded like a burglary in progress to me. Gabby and I traded looks. Who's in your house? She asked. I don't know, I said. What do we do? Should we call your parents or the police? Nope, was my only answer, and ready to chuck whoever had broken into my house into another universe, I opened the front door.